To this broadcast, our biblical word reflection with Brother Frank, we welcome all brothers and sisters worldwide. We are thankful to God for this opportunity to hear God's revealed word, to believe and to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. May the Lord bless Brother Frank, lead him by his Spirit to proclaim God's word this morning. Before Brother Frank speaks to us, I read the word of introduction from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. 1 Peter 1, from verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Up to here, God's word. Please, Brother Frank, thanks be to the Lord for his precious and holy word. All has been said in these few verses. And may God grant grace that it may come true in our lives, that we have truly come to a new life with and in Christ by the seed of the Word and by the Spirit of God. And that we may actually realize that we are now preaching the same word as was preached by the Apostles in the beginning. We are really 
We are truly grateful for the grace that we may recognize the time in which we live and we all know what our Lord predicted what would happen before his return and we see it with our own eyes and we can always call out the scriptures have been fulfilled before our eyes everything has changed not only climate change and global warming catastrophes of every kind every day there is new news of what is happening on earth and we will still be surprised what will come upon us in a very short time but the Lord has clearly said to his own when you see all these things coming to pass lift up your heads for you know that your redemption is drawing near And brothers and sisters, I must not forget to say that very many have given greetings, not only as we have always passed them on in general, whether from Brother Müller, from the Baltic Sea, or from all the brothers here and there, today I was urged to give special greetings from the town of Berili in India, from Sangeta Das. Her father was one of the first in India to accept the message and the whole congregation sends their greetings. Yes, if one wanted to extend all the greetings, then there would be 60, 70 that would have to be read or passed on. But we truly greet you all in the name of the Lord, worldwide, from our hearts, in every nation, in every language, everywhere, be blessed with the blessings of Almighty God. And may the Lord open our understanding for the fulfillment of the scriptures so that we truly realize that we have come close 
to the return of the Lord. And we do look back and we can really say that only those who find grace before God and believe the promises that God has given will realize what is actually happening biblically. One can, and I say this with pain, one can write about the rapture. Yes, there is a new, long article about the rapture. And there are denominations that believe in the rapture, in the return of Jesus Christ. But they don't want to have anything to do with the promise and with what happens before. That is how it was with the first coming of Christ. And to this we read now the scripture, please, which speaks of this. We read from Luke 19, verse 41 and 42. Luke 19, 41 and 42. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Yes, and that hurts. First, the mighty experience. Zechariah 9, verse 9, was fulfilled. Behold, your king comes to you, riding on the colt of an ass, and a small crowd rejoiced, exalted, gave thanks, But the scribes were angry. The disciples were told to be silent. But how could they be silent? Brothers and sisters, only those who are of God will know what has really been promised and what is happening even today. The Jews are waiting for Elijah to come before the Messiah comes. At every Passover, there is an extra chair, an extra cup of wine, that when Elijah comes, and what happened in the time of our Lord, John the Baptist had come in the spirit and power of Elijah. 
He was the promised prophet. And our Lord then repeated and clearly stated the promise in Matthew 17. Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. And brothers and sisters, that is the promise for our time. The promise for that time was that the Lord God would see to it that Malachi 3 verse 1 would be fulfilled and that the hearts of the fathers would be turned to the children of the new covenant. Malachi, the last three verses. But now the hearts of the children of God must be turned back to the fathers at the beginning and believe what our apostolic fathers believed. And that is why, brothers and sisters, when you see the long article in front of you, the rapture and who will be part of it, and not a word about Malachi and the promise that God has given. Only their own thoughts are put on paper. Who would benefit from this? And that is why we say every time, in every sermon, just as at the first coming of Christ, the Lord sent His messenger to prepare the way for Him. So the Lord God gave instruction to our beloved brother Brenham as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. So you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. That is, thus saith the Lord in his word, Truly Elijah shall first come and restore all things. And through the ministry of Brother Brenham, all things, every doctrine, every revelation, the whole word has been revealed anew and put upon the lampstand about Godhead, about the original sin in the Garden of Eden, about the true biblical baptism by a single immersion 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of what use is it to a dear brother who rejects biblical baptism, who holds the doctrine of the Trinity, who believes completely unbiblical? Of what use is it to this dear brother to write about the rapture. And therefore, once again, the word, the Lord, wept, wept bitterly over Jerusalem. Only the little multitude who received and accepted the ministry of John the Baptist and were prepared for the Lord as a well-prepared people. So it happened that they could rejoice and exult. But what about all the scribes, all those who were waiting for the coming of the Messiah, for the coming of Elijah, the Lord had to look from the Mount of Olives over Jerusalem and weep, weeping and saying, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that in this your time, it was the time they were waiting for, that in this your time, you would have known what is for your peace. But now it has been hidden from your eyes. It just hurts. It hurts so much that everybody passes by what God is doing presently because they don't believe the promise that God would send a prophet at the end of the day of salvation, at the end of the time of grace, before the terrible day of the Lord dawns, to bring our hearts, not our heads, but our hearts back to God, to the Word, to the biblical, absolutely biblical teachings. And let me emphasize it every time. The church of the living God is the foundation and pillar of the truth. Not a single lie is in the true church of the living God. In the church of Jesus Christ, there is only the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. And let me also mention this just now. We all know that the Holy Scriptures 
whether in the letter of John or in the book of Revelation, the Bible speaks of the Antichrist and that many Antichrists have already gone out into the world. You just have to know the word anti means against, just against. So, any doctrine that is against the doctrine of Christ, that is anti-Christian, we can call ourselves Baptists, Methodists, Lutherans, Pentecostals, we can call ourselves whatever we want, any doctrine that is against the doctrine of Christ, which is the doctrine of the Apostles, is simply anti-Christian, is simply against. And that is why God has taken care in our time that all from all denominations, from all confessions, from all religions are laid back to the beginning, to the origin, now before the return of Jesus Christ, everything must be brought back to the state in which the church was in the beginning. And only in this way will the Lord God be able to complete His work through a mighty working of the Spirit. Today, we will also speak about the love of God, the love for the truth. Yes, it really matters. What do we love? Our own teaching, our own church, our own creed. What do we love? We are to love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our mind. We are simply to be brought into complete agreement with God and God's Word. And the Holy Spirit, who inspired the Word, leads us into all the truth of the Word. And no lie, that's how the Apostle John writes, has its origin in the truth. The truth was, is, and remains true for all eternity. Let us read a few more scriptures. We read from 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. 
This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Let us stop here for a moment. This is the message which we have received from Him, from the Lord. From whom did you, preacher, evangelist, and whoever you may be, from whom did you receive the message? What Bible school did you go to? May God give all the ministering brethren throughout the earth the grace to preach only the message that our brethren have received from God and left for us, that we preach only what God has to say to us. Please. We read from 1 John 1, verse 6. If we claim that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Again, we can stop here for a moment. One can claim, I have the truth, I walk in the truth, I am joined to the Lord. But if then it applies that those concerned are still in darkness, yes, what then? He who is in the truth is freed from all error. He will not mix. No, he will proclaim the divine truth. Please, we read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Thanks be to the Lord. We believe with all our hearts. He who walks in the light walks according to the word of God. He walks with God. He has God's well-pleasing. Brothers and sisters, the time has simply come when we must personally experience every word of God. Also the scripture that whoever hears the truth is made free from all error and that the church of Jesus Christ has truly been washed in the blood of the Lamb. 
cleansed from all sin, reconciled to God. And secondly, sanctified in the word of truth. For without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And thirdly, filled with the Holy Spirit, who leads us into all truth. All these biblical facts must be manifested in us. And I believe that God is busy to do all this in us, who we believe His promises, who we have realized what is happening in this time. And let us say it again here, that Jesus, our Lord, would no longer have to weep over us, but that we have been given a real share in what he is doing at the present time. Please, we read from 1 John, chapter 2, verse 4. 1 John 2, verse 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. This too is quite tremendous. He who refers to God and the commandments and so on. What is the point of that? Unless we really personally experience what God has promised and the commandments are not difficult at all. But we will see in the next verse that the commandments are connected to the Word. Please, we read from 1 John 2, verse 5. But whoso keepeth his Word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in Him. Amen. What a wonderful word. Not only from the commandments, but from the word that we believe. And only then has the love of God come to perfection in us then God's Word has been able to accomplish in us what it was sent to do. And I believe that the final message we have received from God, the final message of the Word that it leads to 
that all who now believe what God has promised to have part in it and to experience their personal preparation for the return of Jesus Christ and to actually be united in love with God and with each other. We read on. We read from 1 John 2, verse 6. He that claims he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Praise and thanks be to our Lord, whoever claims. Yes, many can claim, but that is not enough. He who can truly say in the name of Jesus Christ, I follow, I believe the Lord, I believe the promises, is obliged to walk as our Lord walked. And I believe it is happening now with all of us by His grace. Please, we read from 1 John 2, verse 9. He that claims he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. This word too, dear brothers and sisters, here every word really hits us like a hammer. If we claim to love the brother, or whatever we claim, it is of no use. It must become so. It must be so so that God's holy word must find fulfillment through us as it found fulfillment through our Redeemer, so it must find fulfillment through the redeemed. And we are, after all, children of promise, and therefore we believe every promise God has given us. Please, we read from 1 John, the second chapter, verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Amen. Nothing more needs to be said about this. It has all been said. He who loves his brother divinely, truly loves him. There is no offense in him. He is perfect before God. Please, we read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. 
He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Amen. This is also true when John the Baptist baptized our Lord. Our Savior said, It becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. To fulfill all righteousness. All who have not yet been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ should take it to heart. It becometh us to fulfill all righteousness so that we renounce all traditions. Also from the triune formula, Trinity baptism, everything and in full righteousness of faith be baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, we read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Also this scripture may all read it again and examine themselves how each one stands not as Cain just saying I love you and then with a sword no please don't true divine love must be manifested in all true sons and daughters of God as it has been manifested in the Son of God. Brothers and sisters, the time of total restoration has come and we really want to be there when the Lord takes his own home. And therefore, this serious proclamation, please, once again, 1 John, chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. 
We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. This verse also speaks to all of us. We know. So Jesus' favorite disciple could say, We know. We know. Do you know? Do you have the divine assurance that you have passed from death to life? And when it is written, if we love the brethren, we know that we have passed from spiritual death into spiritual life. Oh, may it be given to each one by His grace. May this meeting serve to examine ourselves and may the Lord make His word come true in all of us. Please, we read from 1 John 3, verse 15. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Again, the word has been repeated, ye know, before we know that we have passed from death into life. Now you know, you know, he who does not love his brother is a murderer, and no murderer can have eternal life abiding in him. We can already be born again and have received eternal life, and yet we must walk according to the Word of God. We cannot do what we want, but live according to the Word, so that the Word can truly abide in us until the end, until we experience perfection together. All these verses are so serious that we would like to take them to heart. Please, we read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Praised and glorified be our Lord. This devotion is consecrated to speak of the love of God. 
For God so loved the world, I say it over and again, the whole work of redemption is embedded in love, forgiveness, reconciliation, grace, salvation, everything is embedded in love. Our Savior, out of love for us, shed His blood to redeem us and to give us eternal life by grace. May the Lord lead it in such a way that we all do some soul-searching and examine ourselves and simply say, Beloved Lord, today you have spoken to me through your word. Let it be as you have ordained for me. We read on quickly. We read from 1 John chapter 2 verse 28 1 John 2 verse 28 And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Also, this admonition we must take to heart and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. That we do not belong to those who are left behind. Beloved brothers and sisters, as surely as the Lord God sent John the Baptist and he could say, I baptize you with water unto repentance, he who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So surely God sent Brother Brenham in our time and he too baptized only with water and at the first water baptism when he baptized the 17th person in the Ohio River in June 1933, it did happen that the supernatural light came down with a roar and the words were heard. As John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. Brothers and sisters, it had to come true 
And I say it freely and openly, whoever does not believe in what God has supernaturally done in our time, and I have shown you often enough the photographs of the supernatural cloud, of the supernatural light that appeared over the head of Brother Brenham, of the presence of the Lord, who was present in the meetings and blessed and did the same thing as what he did when he walked on earth. Brothers and sisters, I say it as an eyewitness, as an ear witness. The Lord God has confirmed his word, has fulfilled the promise, has sent his prophet, and we say it again and again, has restored everything, put everything back in its place. Now you and I, now we must set ourselves right. Let us say this again with reference to Luke 19. Over whom did the Lord weep? Over his people Israel. And he had to say, Oh, that you at this your time, how many believers in all denominations are there over whom the Lord must weep because they have not recognized the time of their divine visitation. And let me ask, plainly ask, have not all believers and unbelievers recognized that we have arrived at a special period of time and we who read Matthew 24 or Mark 13 or Luke 21, we have been told in advance 2,000 years ago what will happen in the end. But the main thing is not all the earthquakes and famines and costly times, floods, wars and rumors of wars that are going on everywhere. The main thing is, and this message of salvation of the kingdom of God will be preached to all nations for a witness and then the end will come. The end will come. We are in the end times and therefore once again the emphasis that all must come out 
of all traditions and separate themselves from everything that is unscriptural and return to the Lord so that a prepared bride can be presented to Him without spot, without wrinkle, without a single flaw. Brothers and sisters, with us humans, this may be impossible. With God, it is possible. And you all know that in the book of Revelation, in chapter 14, the message of salvation is proclaimed as an eternally valid message of salvation. What is valid for the children of God is not what is proclaimed in this or that church or denomination, but the everlasting gospel is now proclaimed to all peoples and tongues and all can make their decision and be corrected and return to the Lord and experience their true preparation. I may close with this. When the Lord did give me a number of supernatural experiences, the rapture was one of the most tremendous. When I saw the white cloth, innumerable multitude in glory, it was not only white garments, but all were clothed in shining white raiment. Brothers and sisters, all who belong to the bright church of the Lamb, please, please, believe me, will now receive and accept the everlasting gospel will thank God for Brother Brenham's ministry, will thank God that after his going home, this divine message could be carried into all the world. And now the end will come. The end is within reach. No one knows the day or the hour, but the Lord is still speaking to us all today. When you see all these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for you know that your redemption is drawing near. Let me conclude by saying this with great pain. He who passes by the fulfillment of the promise for this time, he can talk about rapture, he can write and speak unbiblically about all biblical subjects. He will be disappointed because 
he has not recognized the day of God's gracious visitation. Therein is the gracious visitation of God, that we have been brought out of all error, out of all Babylonian captivity, and brought back and we only need to thank the Lord and know He is coming soon and we await His return in our time. Be blessed with the blessing of Almighty God in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. We stand up for prayer. Please, Brother Borg. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word that we heard this morning. You have spoken to all our hearts and we pray help your people to recognize the day and its message that you have sent a prophet in our day and that all the mysteries of the scriptures have been revealed. Open our eyes, ears and hearts to this. We thank you for this sermon, which was so serious. We believe your word. Help all who heard this morning. Bless all our brothers and sisters worldwide. We thank you for your precious word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.